Hi guys, I'm Rich, one half of Beard and Bear. This is a message recorded on the 19th of June 2020. Due to ongoing revelations in the wrestling industry regarding currently emerging accusations against a number of UK independent WWE, NJPW and AEW wrestlers, we have felt compelled to affix this message to the start of our archived content. We have chosen to keep our archive content as is, for the purposes of transparency. Please be aware that discussions about wrestlers currently embroiled in the ongoing Britress abuse scandal were recorded before these revelations came to light. If you wish to hear our views on these accusations before you continue to listen to our archived content, please feel free to search for hashtag speaking out on our anchor.fm forward slash jfabe profile. In addition, on the back of recent protests and the Black Lives Matter movement, like everyone should, we have checked our privileges in context of what we have learned, particularly regarding sensitivity and microaggressions. I have discussed our past content with multiple people of various different races, creeds, religions, sexualities, genders um, from across our society, and feel some of it may not best reflect our views as they are currently held. However, This podcast has been left as it was originally released. Some opinions are kayfabe and are given by parody characters or personas that do not reflect the present views of Rich or Jay or the actors portraying them. Listener discretion is advised. Everything you hear from this point on is what was released on the original day of publishing. Thank you very much. Tezlag. Stardate. I'm not sure when it is anymore. Time's really hard to keep track of nowadays. Here, finally took the birthday celebrations down. 68 years young. Heh. Not quite sure how it's gonna work when I finally do go. Rich says that he's never really known another instance where a sultana has has drank the time duke serum and become a time duke but apparently unlike him I'm aging pretty sure I thought it'd keep me young forever luckily we found somewhere to hide used to be known as the hand of God but all the gases got burned up in the great fire you can thank Jacob for that he was so angry after 316. He shed fire to 35 different universes behind the rift. He can't see us though. The radiation from a collapsed wormhole stopping him from seeing anything. We've been thinking of ways how to get out of here, out of the rift. Rich came up with a plan a little while ago. You know, I used to think he was an absolute dick. What I've realized since then, and don't tell him this, is that he's an okay guy and all. I just wish I hadn't been so hard on him back in the past. Sweetie, I'm home. Have you got it? Yep, second robot call, all ready to go. Have you been plotting the course? Yeah, I plotted the curse. It's going to be a bit of a tricky one, but I think we can get through the net. Good. We just need to be in and out fast enough to shoot those robot cores through the rift. That's all we need to do, mate. 
Have you repaired the button? Yep. Ready to give him a curl now. We know where the call's coming out. Do we know when it's coming out? Sometime early 2020. That's all I can tell you. Better than we could get before. Curling Clone Ridge now. This is what we've been working for, brother. We've been running like this for 16 years. I wouldn't have it any other way. This is so badass. Shine light. Rich and Jay. It's 2020. The 4th of February. We are recording this. You are listening to this on the 5th of February. What a week it has been in the world of wrestling. Jay, how you doing, bro? I'm doing all right, mate. You? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm all good, mate. I am feeling yeah, good. 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 Um, I feel... I feel a lot more prepped than I probably am for this entire affair. Actually, I've had quite a hectic week in my um, in my flesh and blood job. So yeah, just um, just chilling, kicking back in the evenings, watching a bit of wrestling. What's we got out of your world? I can tell that it's really interesting. All of it's interesting. <laughs> 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 this is of course Jay, he is my erstwhile companion, I am of course Rich, some people call me Clone Rich, I don't know why, I feel like I am the original and best of course. Um, yeah, what a week, so we're going to look at WWE stock price falling, um, fuck me, that was a pretty big drop, that is like 4.7% on Monday, um, we're just going to be looking at what the, the financial analysts have to say about dollars. it. Yeah. It is a huge amount of money, which when you add it up, how much money are they making? Jesus. Um, it's pe- a question, isn't it? Well, yeah. Um, definitely something to discuss. That's probably going to be our top story of the day. In addition, Marty Skull reappears at New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling, of course, are doing their new beginning series. Some of it in Sapporo. Good stuff. Enjoying it. Um, we will talk all the goss from there. WWE Raw and SmackDown are in full build to WrestleMania mode. Can't wait to see how much dog food is involved in this one. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I love I love dog food as a stipulation in matches. Um, it was so good the first time. I'm really glad that they are. They are just humping that dry. And, of course, we will be talking all the shenanigans from AEW and NXT last week. What to expect this week? Lots of fun. And who knows who could turn up, who could who could press that magic button to play a game of where the fuck is question mark. It's all going to be good fun. Hope you guys stick with us. <laughs> Enjoy us on your way to work or while you're floating around in space. Sorry? Let's not be Corey. <laughs> Can't deal with that. Uh, I, I, well, yeah, no, it, it was it was difficult to manage. It was difficult to like seriously. You know, he rang, he rang, and was all like, um, you know, he wanted an appearance fee and shit. It's like you pressed the button. You wanted, you called us. Fucking Corey Graves. Fucking Corey. Hate that um, guy. Cool. Let's let's get started. Let's get started. Let's let's talk about what is going on in the world. WWE stock price. <sighs> so, a brutal tra- day of trading on Friday. World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. 
um, traded lower by 4.7% on Monday following the unexpected departure of two top executives. Several analysts cut price targets for WWE following the news. A downgrade by Morgan Stanley also hit the stock pretty fucking hard. WWE co-presidents George Barrios and Michelle Wilson are leaving the company effective immediately. Um, in addition, WWE said it expects to report $180 million in a full year adjusted OIBDA, the low end of its guidance range of $180 million to $190 million. So they are saying that they are not going to make more than the bare minimum. Um, looking at their equal weight price, you're looking at $80 to 54 um, if that means anything to you, then you are a better man than I. Jay, <laughs> <laughs> care to care to weigh in on some financial analysis? Does Jay do financial analysis? Oh, we should do a theme for that. With what was IRS's music? IRS didn't have any music. Cool. <laughs> 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 he was like he was like one of the last stars to actually not have any music. Uh, it, would, it would mean a lot less overhead for me, to be fair. Well, 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 looks like I forgot about that. So, you know, <laughs> stocks and dropping and, you know, losing one billion pounds is like, what, fucking yeah. awful for um, a company. Yeah, I mean... But, uh, I mean, they're going to make it back from blood money anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, the Saudis are going to inject not. a fair amount of money into their pockets um, with some amazing, amazing, not predictable at all main events coming um, that way as well. Um, so that should help them out a bit. I mean, it's, it's a good job that, you know, Uncle Prince Salman thingy what's it is, is there to prop them up with a mediocre pay-per-view expectation. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, it's their biggest stock drop since well, for six years ago. Yeah, basically. I mean, um, financial analysts have kind of said that there are three major sources of uncertainty for WWE investors at the moment. Um, Barrios and Wilson, obviously, um, had each been with WWE for over a decade. Uh, the company um, is now lacking senior leadership as Vince McMahon is set to relaunch the XFL starting next fucking weekend, um, which... <sighs> Like that's the thing. Like in the wrestling press, a lot of people are kind of like, um, "Oh, you've got, um, you know, oh well, Triple H will step in." I don't know why Taz does that. Um, <laughs> oh well, Triple H will step in, and everything will be great. He's he's not a fucking accountant, you know. No, no, he's not. <laughs> he's, he's not. He's he's not. He's not going to financial business dealings, and you know, I mean, these corporate structures, you know, what they're like. They're, it's a huge fucking company now. It's not. And just... with the live events being cut as well, they're going to be making mm. less money. Rest is going to be making less money. Mm. So there's that as well. Yeah, no, this is true. Um, I mean, their their investment outlook. Um, some analysts are speculating was the cause of management's dispute with the board um, and its capital allocation plans now seem apparently uncertain in the near term. Of course, um, capital allocation would be the actual allocation of funds in order to um, do shows and and create merchandise and do marketing and things like that. Um, it basically means that they're fairly uncertain. Do you think Vince McMahon pouring so much money into the XFL, um, which has already failed once, um, 
may have been a good idea at this time? Um, probably not. I mean, obviously <laughs> you can't tell which way the market's going to go, but, I mean, what a that Everything was all set in place mm. for the XFL to happen next week. So yeah, you could have moved, like, actually, just lost a billion pounds, shut the whole thing down after injecting loads of money into this to build it back up again. No, you're you can't really go. Right. It's sunk costs. You can't just go, oh, no, no, can't do this now. No, Everyone's of course. Fired. Um, I mean, there has to a bit. I mean, these things don't just come out of left field. I mean, they yeah, they come out of left field to us, um, you know. But it's not like um, Barrios and Wilson ever ever appeared on TV. They ever booked anything. That they, they they're not. They we are talking back office. If you saw them in the street, you wouldn't know who they were. Kind of high level corporate accountants who very rarely talk about the product and are very often talking about things like profit, um, conversion rates, shit like that, um, you know, and obviously those kind of outcomes. So they are so removed from the WWE product itself, the operational product, that I can't see it filtering down onto the product. But, I mean, obviously, somebody's going to have to pick up that slack and somebody's going to be sat at the top allocating where money goes when Vince McMahon takes a pet project like the XFL um, and decides that he wants to run with it, or when funding somebody like, like for instance, Triple H and and you know the numerous branches of NXT. I can't see NXT expanding um, at this stage beyond its current offering um, in the in the kind of short to mid term future as a result of this. Can you? Not really. It will probably be the brands that do suffer the most. Um, but they are running smaller arenas. So it shouldn't really affect it too much because obviously it's meant to be giving off this. It's in the field anyway. So, mm. yeah, I mean, so they, they could, I mean, they could take things like production of NXT UK and NXT and still they would have the best show on WWE. And some could say one of the better shows. Um, in the wrestling industry at the moment, um, yeah. f- or, uh, some might even argue the best show um, in the American professional wrestling scene. Certainly, um, I, I mean that's that's two points of um, contention at the moment. The third, of course, um, that's leading to a lot of uncertainty in the market is the departure of top executives without warning and without a clear path forward. Um, it jeopardizes WWE's key partnerships in certain ways, um, including its relationships with media companies like Fox. Um, and of course, sponsors like Progressive Corp, um, key talents like Roman Reigns, who you know will be at this stage have be surrounded by agents and advisors and all of those all of those kind of things. Um, Brock Lesnar, another great example, could see this as the start of a shift um, that could see some of your larger talents actually going to safer safer pastures. I mean, a lot of them are now locked in five-year contracts. Mm. So they're going to find it hard to get out of those. They've done that for a reason. Yeah, of course. I mean, they so knew people, that so people can't. hard times were ahead, as it were. Yeah. Mm. I would say so. So they've locked them in. So they're going nowhere. It's um. Do we know whose contracts are up other than Matt Hardy's at this stage? Um... Because usually no, at this not really. time, I mean, here, Kevin Owens is re-signed, Randy Orton's re-signed, AJ Styles is re-signed. No, he hasn't. Actually, this is his last contract, isn't it? 
AJ Styles. AJ Styles, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Although he is, there is a bit of stoppage time happening there because of his current injury, of course. He's out indefinitely, apparently. Um, he is indeed. He's out indefinitely. Um, Edge has discussed um, this on a podcast as well um, and has basically said, I didn't do anything wrong, which is correct. He didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. Of course. Um, he's uh, AJ Styles has also said he did nothing wrong. It was his own fault. Mm. Very much. So. It's a shame um, because AJ is AJ is fucking awesome, um, and I can see what he was going for. And I think he just didn't quite. He misjudged. I think if that was a one-on-one match, because I mean, for those of you who weren't listening last week, um, or for those of you who didn't spot it at the Royal Rumble um, and have been living under a rock and therefore can't get wrestling media, um, what you're looking at really is uh, is a spear with an inside-out bump by AJ Styles. Um, an inside-out bump is where um, a wrestler does a backflip, af- usually after a lariat, um, which obviously, as you know, is usually kind of five feet off the ground. Um, in this instance, it was um, exactly the same, but the spear happens about f- three and a half, four foot from the ground. Um, AJ clipped his shoulder, separating it um, on the canvas, I think had he have practiced that spot beforehand um, and had it not have been in a Royal Rumble match right in the middle of it, I think he probably would have taken that quite safely. Yeah. No, I can agree with that. Mm. Um, because he's, he's done it so many times before. It's not, nothing new for AJ Styles to um, so that kind of bump. Yeah, I mean, he's never taken that type of bump from a spear. Um, and if he has taken it from a spear, he's never taken it from Edge's spear. Um I, I do you know if he's taken the inside out bump on anything else? I mean it's a bit of a obscure one. Somebody's not gonna really be noting it down as they watch. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I think he's definitely taken a spear before with an inside inside out bump. Yeah. Um probably from Rhino because that guy that guy can fucking go, but he's again he's higher. He's he's but higher. When he, but when AJ does that, he does land on his left side normally. Mm. And it looks absolutely devastating when he lands, but he's fine. Mm. But this time misjudge it i guess yeah um i mean it's 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 a shame uh, he is apparently making an unexpected set of gains in his recovery of course um but this is aj styles we're talking about he's he's a guy who won't stop until he gets back in a ring now um some people are estimating six to eight weeks um or sorry four to eight weeks i think that's a little bit generous but We've been surprised before. Um, obviously, the great um, the great memory for a lot of people is John Cena's return uh, return after the torn pectoral muscle um, back in what was that two thousand and I want to say eleven. Could be. Remember the date? <laughs> yeah, AJ is, is apparently ahead of schedule for return anyway. So yeah, um, I mean. I I hope he gets back into the ring soon. Um he was on a really good he was on a really good kind of <clears throat> undercard heel run which to be honest is a great place for AJ to be because you just keep him in the wings making stars feeding them to the big dogs. Um <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> feeding them to the big dogs on your roster and then when it is time you go either super evil or super good with him and get the pop of a lifetime. Um yeah, it's it's a shame. 
what do you think um, d- this does to his WrestleMania plans? Um, I do still think AJ versus Edge at WrestleMania, and have switched up, thrown around Orton, and then turned him heel. There you go, then. Because mm. they've already got a a story, haven't they? So they can easily throw that together. Yeah. And probably put on a really good match. Quite possibly. Randy Orton. I mean, um, Randy Orton's always a safe bet with somebody like Edge. Of course, they, they've experienced with each other. Um, they know each other very, very well. They both um, they both hit their stride in the main event scene around the same time, give or take kind of two or three years um, on Edge's part. Uh, this week on Raw, Randy Orton, um, Randy Orton was unable to explain um, his attack on Edge the previous week. Um, however... Um, they do seem to be going all in with a kind of with a kind of feud with those two right now, and I think that's absolutely fine. Um, for for someone like Edge, in Edge's position, it's fairly safe place for them to be, is it not? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, with, with with it being Edge's first match back, probably yeah. it's probably going to be a very safe bet to have. No, what, I mean. They, they, yeah. <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that he's going to have to clean the shit out of his bag, um, he, he, like, there's no real kind of downside to pairing him with Randy Orton, really, because Not no really. one's going to protect him better than Randy Orton. As much as we rag on him on this show for being a bag shitter, um, he he does protect people um, quite nicely. I can't think of a single notable injury that he's caused throughout his career. Um, you probably could actually. What could I do? <laughs> um, think of a single injury that Randy Orton's caused throughout his career that's been particularly that that's put an, put someone on their shelf. Because uh, I'm I'm struggling. Not nothing really. Too notable, no. Sir. No. So no, I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I, that's kind of how I'd have to book it in a similar in a similar vein, really, um, for the same reason, obviously. Um. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, other interesting things um, happening on the WWE roster in the case of WWE news, of course. Um, Raw, have you seen any Raw? Are you aware of what happened on Raw? Nah, no, not really, to be honest with you. Fair play. Um, I mean, I could I could easily take you through the results pretty damn quick, to be honest, um, because we've got quite a few rumours for the upcoming Super Showdown um, to discuss. Sorry, Blood Money. Um, eight or whatever to discuss. Um, Lana and Liv Morgan are still doing their thing. Drew McIntyre faced um, Ro- Mojo Rawley with Riddick Moss, so he's on full squash mode, although apparently the match got a B from Bleacher Report. Um, Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders um, face Buddy Murphy and AOP. Buddy Murphy and AOP um, beat Kevin Owens, so it looks like you could be ending up in kind of a three-way or some kind of four-way thing going off there, who knows. Um, Alistair Black is um, destroying some talent. You've got, of course, um, Eric Young. Um, Eric Young um, kind of got a bit of a fight against him, which is unusual um, for that kind of match, but of course Alistair Black defeated him by pinfall with a black mass. Um, yeah. Some people are now saying that the squashes from Black are becoming a bit much. Um, the bl- I mean, what do you think about how they've handled Alistair Black since he's gone on to the main roster, particularly um, since he's left, um, since he's actually found the door um, after someone helpfully knocked on it so that he could get out of the dark room? Well, the only noticeable feud he's had is with Buddy Murphy, and that is mm. it. Like, he's not doing anything. He's just black-massing people and pinning them. 
Yeah. And I think what they're looking for is that kind of grassroots, this guy is killing people um, thing that they had in um, NXT. I mean, I remember the first time I saw him appear in NXT and like one of the first things I said to you, because of course the matches for about two or three weeks with, with Alistair Black just consisted of him sitting in the ring, someone coming in, him standing up, but black massing them, pinning them um, and walking out. And that was it. Um, and I seem to remember saying to you, have you seen Alistair Black? And you said, yeah, no, that's great. But because of how they've overexposed him before that within the product. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of ruined that. Would you say I mean, that that's the case? I would say so. I mean, he went for a little bit, came back, and then he started doing this shitty gimmick. I mean, it was going to work for like a month, and then you're going to need to put into a few, which they did, but now they've got nothing for him again. Um, I don't think so. I, with that. I, I don't think so. I think I think there is probably... A, I, I'm having faith here. I think that they will see the money in Alistair Black um, in Alistair Black at WrestleMania and I think there is money in that I think that whoever his opponent is will not be evident until after um, after Blood Money and the subsequent Elimination Chamber because I think they're keeping him out of the picture for that so that they don't overexpose him on pay-per-view that's my hope at least um, I could see him I could see him facing someone like Ricochet at WrestleMania. Okay. Um, so old tag team partner. Yeah, um, I could see that garnering a lot of a lot of kind of anticipation. Um, I could see him facing someone like um, if if they want to pull the trigger on Orton early, um, then I can see them. I can see him going against Orton um, or somebody similar. Um, or possibly Edge at one of those three shows. Um, but whether they can see that as well oh. <laughs> is another matter. I mean, a returning Andrade with the US title. That will probably be a good place to start, I think. Um, definitely a good place to start. Um, Rey Mysterio, Angel Gala um, faced Angel Garza. Um, the match was considered one of the better matches of the night. Um, Mysterio defeated Garza by disqualification. Um, and Zelina Vega is his manager. Uh, yeah, uh, Zelina Vega. Yeah. They're wanting to. They're wanting to obviously keep her on TV. I guess is that. I guess so. I guess that's yeah. what they're doing. But will this turn into a feud with Garza and Andrade, or will they become a tag team? Will there be some kind of Latino faction happening after this? There's a few questions. And there does, doesn't really. There does seem to be a lining up of the Latinos here, um, and if you can get them all on the same page through decent storytelling or even just adequate storytelling before WrestleMania, then um, it could make sense to have Buddy Murphy and AOP versus them um, with with the Latinos playing face with Rey Mysterio. Yeah, um, that to me would be a really interesting match. I'm not sure if the styles would gel, but it could be a great match. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. Um, what have been your thoughts on this? Because I know that there was obviously an exchange on NXT, which I recently missed. Huh. Maybe I didn't watch that part. <laughs> totally missed that. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Charlotte Flair's actually been on NXT yet. Um, what I do know is that um, 
Oh no, actually, it was it was uh, rumors were face were appearing last week that Charlotte Flair would be going after Rhea Ripley. Um, Charlotte Flair this week on Raw explained that she had already done it all and beaten all of the champions. Um, then Rhea Ripley r- arrived to remind Charlotte that she um, had lost the NXT Women's Championship. Um, Charlotte would not commit as to who she would challenge. Um, so she's still not committed. They are teasing Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. Um, however, Charlotte Flair is scheduled to respond on NXT. Um, t- well, as you're listening to this, tonight, the 5th of February um, 2020. So Charlotte Flair will be returning home um, as NXT are promoting it. Um, out of everyone Charlotte could face... Who do you reckon? Who who would be the match that you would most want to see? I'm done with Charlotte and Becky, so that needs to not happen. Yeah. Um, Bailey probably lose the title before WrestleMania to Lacey Evans. I would say mm-hmm. uh, we could get Charlotte versus Lacey Evans. That that would uh, that would probably be a bit underwhelming. It probably would be. I mean, Lacey's, no one's... Lacey's great with younger talent. Um, she was, we both agreed that she was thrust into the spotlight pretty fucking early. Yep. Um, yeah. And her rust shows when she's against, well, not her rust, her greenness shows against um, some of the more kind of experienced talents and Charlotte Flair it, would have to it carry. It was more protected when she was a heel. Because mm. obviously she's carrying the match. Yeah, of course. But... Now she's a face. It's it's all exposed. So yeah, it's showing her greenness. Like, well, I think I think all the time. Coupled with that, um, you've also got the fact that the face turn hasn't been particularly successful um, in how it's been. As I said last week, all they did was thrust thrust her child into the spotlight in order to try and garner sympathy. They've done absolutely nothing to tell us why we're cheering for her at this stage. Um, there's been no. There's been no revelatory moment. It's just been a case of, okay, she's done all the faces. Let's make a face and she can do all the heels. This is Lace, Lacey Evans. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Asuka, Carrie Sane um, versus Natalia ended with Asuka defeating Natalia by submission. Um, number one contender, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Ricochet. Number one contender match. Um, this was to decide the number one contender at Blood Money. And, of course, um, who do you reckon? Ooh, I'm going to go with Ricochet. You already know. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, Ricochet. Um, <laughs> Ricochet defeated Rollins and Lashley by pinfall. Um, Brock Lesnar. They've had, they had a few promos together, Brock Lesnar and Ricochet, so it was an easy choice. Yeah, I mean, you've got the low blow. You've got the low blow. Um, there's there's a reason, like, everyone in Saudi Arabia will have been watching Royal Rumble. It's one of the most popular shows. Um, it definitely plays better internationally than any other show that WWE do, bar WrestleMania. Um, and there's a very good reason for that. It's a great show, and it plays well to an international audience. Um, obviously, a country that asked WWE to come over and say, um, say, make your first pay-per-view a giant Royal Rumble, um, you know, it makes sense that they will have started that thread at Royal Rumble. Fairly normal storytelling. Uh, do I even need to ask what your thoughts are in regards to who's going to win this match? 
Um, no, not really, because it's going to be Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I mean, they've got to have the payoff for Drew McIntyre eliminating Brock Lesnar, and they wouldn't have not have Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah, it's like he said. He said Ricochet's been on Twitter saying that Brock Lesnar will lose the WWE Championship, um, and Brock Lesnar's just been roundly ignoring it. That's, that's, that's Brock. That's Brock. He doesn't <laughs> give a shit about your Twitter promo. He's just going to turn up in Saudi Arabia, pick up his paycheck, put it in his pocket, and then let you. F5 you if, and walk out. If you're really lucky, he'll let you do a couple of flips first. If he likes you. Yeah. Well, Paul Heyman likes Ricochet, so I think they might actually put on a match. Yeah, that could be good. Um, I mean, it's just a shame with Brock Lesnar that there's always a foregone conclusion. Is it time for Brock Lesnar to fuck off and die? Or just fuck off, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I corrected myself there because I realised that I can't do a Brock Lesnar voice and he's probably going to come and kill me um, for real if I if I ride that too much. For, for reals, yo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think he should fuck off. I do think he's quite entertaining to watch. I do like Brock Lesnar when he actually wrestles. That's the thing, isn't it? Is There's like some of the most exciting moments... Of the last five years for me, um, I mean, I picked up wrestling when the when the network appeared again. Um, I hadn't really touched wrestling, as you knew, for about six or seven years, so my knowledge was a bit out of date. Um, and then the network was there. It's like, oh, this is incredibly fucking convenient. Brock Lesnar's pretty much had a strap on him all the way through the network era, as it were. And from my perspective, I uh, some of my most exciting moments has been trying to hope against hope that they would surprise me and that he would be dethroned by somebody that I loved. So there's that. Do you love Drew McIntyre? I I I am a big fan of Drew McIntyre. I wouldn't say I fully love him, but I did say I remember when I because the first time I saw him post change um, was when he was wrestling as um, Drew Galloway at What Culture Pro Wrestling over in Nottingham a couple of years ago. And I said to the person I was with at the time, I said, after watching, I said, he is going to be WWE champion um, before the end of the decade. Now, technically speaking, 2020 is the last year of the decade, not 2019, so I might still be right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to put down that it's 2020 is the last one in the decade everyone so uh, I'm going to be right that's me I'm yeah. rich <laughs> yeah yeah. I think I, I called I, it I mate say so. called it a few called, years ago fucking called it mate I called it back in 2016 bitch <laughs> <laughs> no the Drew Galloway stuff was fucking awesome yeah, I read a lot of stuff in TNA he was putting up some amazing matches um, ICW same thing um, he was Really killing it. I think he was a champion in Germany as well. Mm. I mean, he's just he's just shockingly good. Um, and he's like what he is. He's like a different person from the Drew McIntyre that we knew, um, and went meh over uh, when he was when he was last in WWE. So yeah, no, really excited for this. Um, now we just need Brian Kendrick to go away and come back as like a a four hundred pound. Um, a four hundred pound, six foot seven guy, and then we'll be sorted. <laughs> I think he's probably put on enough weight to be fair for his frame. Yeah, 
<coughs> yeah. Fair. Um, other interesting news: um, Ring of Honor have announced that they are bringing back the Pure Championship after a um, after a round of votes on Twitter. Um, ROH Pure Excellent will decide um, the Pure title over two nights, um, April the tenth and April the eleventh. Do you remember the ROH Pure Championship? I do. Um, I do. Uh, of course, champions uh, of AJ Styles, of course, <laughs> Samoa <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Brian Nelson, uh, Nigel McGuinness. Uh, I do believe that El Generico held it, and so is Kevin Owens. I believe. I think. I mean, it's um, it's one hell of a workers' title, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I want to say Carlo Riley had it as well, but I might be wrong. Um, well, I do know that. Listed on the place that I randomly just picked up that story, Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal, Nigel McGuinness, and AJ Styles are the names that really do appear um, in there. Um, you are right, though. I can also see that um, Kevin Owens did um, hold it during his time as a Steen. Um, mm-hmm. 14 years um, was the last time, 14 years ago was the last time that title was really ran with. Do you think there's a place for that in wrestling now? Oh, definitely. Um, I think people are looking for pure wrestling at the moment um, and dropping all the gimmicks and just having a wrestling match. I know that people in the UK will definitely latch on to that title. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, that's something that you could tour to the UK um, and not even bother sending your champion. Provided your champion's not multi-school, then you have to send your champion, obviously. Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, no, that's like that. Well, he can book it. He can become the next pure (laughs) ROH champion. That would be, that would be really weird. Yeah, because you know that he's booked it. Like, well, you know, (laughs) well, you know that he's booked it. Um, I mean, that's. uh, What are your thoughts on wrestler bookers as well? Um, I mean, fuck, I'm treating this like an interview. But what are your thoughts, Jay, a guy? Um. Well, I mean. (laughs) Obviously, they're not scary personally, but they can obviously sway things to people who they are friends with or themselves mm. and just get themselves and friends over. It's happened before in WCW with, with them, Kevin Nash. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it happened in the territory days quite a lot as well. You've got the whole Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett thing. Um, I mean, that went on for absolutely fucking years. Um, you've got um, someone like um, Jerry Lawler, um, for instance, and, of course, his affinity for um, somebody who totally wasn't his son, Brian Christopher. Um, you know, you've got all of these kind of historic kind of occasions, but then you do have occasions where someone like Guido, for instance, is able to remain an active member of the roster, um, or at least a member of the roster, even if he's not actively participating, and also um, manage to build new stars and create compelling drama in the ring. Yeah. Um, it seems just... Uh, I don't know. I, I Time's going to tell about Marty Skrull in Ring of Honor as their as their booker, I think. Um, but I think could it he, be the rise, or will it be the death? Well, of yeah, Ring of Honor? exactly. He is he is so into the industry, though, like massively into the industry that I I can't see him doing anything that would jeopardize it. Hmm. Any time will tell. Um, AEW. Yeah. First intergender match is set for 
AEW Dark, obviously. It's a sunny kiss. <laughs> um, it is Sonny Kiss and Brian <laughs> Cutler versus Jurassic Express. Um, that is one of them. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. I don't know whether that's actually is, is that actually the because I'm just skimming over an article here. I've seen a lot of fuss about it. Is that are they saying that it's? Oh no. Um, so there was also an intergender match um, on the Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Um, saw Kenny Omega team with AEW's Women's Champion Riho to face Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. What are your thoughts on intergender wrestling? Um, I mean, there was there was recently a there was recently a statement made by um, a friend of the show. Um, was uh, session moth um there was recently a comment made by her on twitter that um people who don't like it are bigots um i just don't i'm not that into intergender matches um i mean i don't mind them i mean if it's done right then then it could be quite enjoyable to watch um it's, it's interesting um when obviously People see women and men as different, and then they go in there, and the women just absolutely tear it down. True, but I mean, well, let's take Riho and Kenny Omega versus Kip Sabian, and um, first off, you've got to be Penelope Ford. First off, you've got to kind of work out: is this an intergender match, or is it um, two separate matches where they tag? Because that's the first thing. Can the woman fight the men, or must the woman tag the woman? Must both women be in the ring at the same time? Both men be in the ring at the same time? That's the first thing you've got to work out. Um, um, I don't think AEW will do that. That's a WWE thing. Um, yeah. I think you will see the women fight the men. I I would hope so. I can see AEW going the other way, though, um, and being almost overprotective um, in that element. But, I mean, considering, obviously, TNA... Um, well, sorry, Impact, before you correct me. And, of course, um, what's-her-face? You know, the racist one, what's her name? Their champion. Yes, their champion, Tessa Blanchard. There we go, Tessa Blanchard, that's it. Sorry, the allegedly racist one. Um, <laughs> like, given all that, I can see AEW. I'm hoping AEW kind of do allow for that, but it does kind of stilt the match a bit in certain ways. For instance, you can't imagine Riho, for instance, um, putting um, or Penelope Ford putting Kenny Omega in a position where Kenny Omega has to has to work the tag to get to Riho. Can you? I mean, Riho. I mean, like she'll probably do a few. Headspins, obviously, she's based Kenny Omega when she was nine years old. Yeah. So that's why I say that there's definitely going to be women and men in the ring at the same time because I think they're going to be all for it. But Riho, as a wrestler, Riho, not good. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a big fan of her at all, are you? Not really. She should be like the most. Or the veteran of that division, and I can see why they put the title on her because that is what she is. But she doesn't prove it when she comes out to the ring. Anytime she's there, so. Hmm. 
Interesting. I I completely agree. I don't I don't think that she. This is to me. This is almost exactly the problem that we were concerned about with Marty Skrull. Um, is this kind of booking in your mates, and even if it doesn't necessarily help. Um, like the biggest problem with the women's division at the moment in AEW, as far as I'm concerned, and please correct me if I'm wrong or feel free to jump in at any time, is that you have Riho who wrestles a completely different style, um, who is very much a completely different type of woman's athlete, and the majority of time, the only way they can think to get her over is put her in the ring with these big American women who wrestle a much different style, a very different way of working, um, have trouble communicating with her, like, surely the logical thing to have done would have been to almost divide the women's division in two and have a title that's specific to Riho and, or specific to, what, what's, the name of, what's the name of her subgenre? Does she have a subgenre? Yeah, the Japanese women have a have a, there's a certain name for that type of female wrestling. I am not sure what that is, to be honest with you. Me neither. But you'd have a title specifically for them, and then a title specifically for you know the others, and keep, try and keep it all in the family. And then the crossovers are more special, and then you can you can actually expose people to this new style of wrestling that Kenny Omega is such a big fan of. But instead, what you're getting is Riho's holding a belt which is clearly custom made for her. Any other woman who touches that belt, you can tell that it's not their belt. And she goes into the ring, gets gets her ass kicked by, um, you know, Nyla Rose, or her ass rolled around on because she doesn't quite know how to move yet for some strange reason by Adam Cole's girlfriend. And then she comes back in the last second and wins. And everyone says, Isn't it, what's her music? What's with that? You know, everyone says that and then that's it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I, th- I think their women's division's a problem. Yep, yeah, that's probably the main thing that's holding the product back. Um, I mean, they've disbanded the Nightmare Collective. That's gone. How how did that happen? Um, apparently, Brandy's turned into her old self again. Um, so she's not crazy anymore, but she's meant to be schizophrenic, and that's that's where that came about. Um. Wow. But at the end of the scene on being the elite or on dark or something like that, um, it showed a still a still image of her still being still being crazy. Um, so Kong's by herself, Brandon's by herself, Mel and Luther hang- are now a thing. So hang on, hang on. They they spent ages building this up into a into a viable stable. Mm-hmm. They put all that effort in to completely changing Kong's music to having this collecting hair thing and the payoff is a bold guy nobody knows appears and then off screen they disband the collective yeah oh man the saviors of wrestling have arrived everybody (laughs) fuck me I didn't even know that had happened I watched a show every week I watched the show this week I didn't even know that had happened this is what I've read. Fuck me. What, what are you thinking? And we, and we thought WWE had problems. <laughs> yeah, this is this is abysmal. Well, it will all be saved, of course, um, because reportedly 
the March 18th Dynamite episode is taking place in Rochester, New York, which of course is the hometown of Brody Lee, formerly Luke Harper. Um, he is expected to make his AEW debut soon if um, the Wrestling Observer, um, fronted by one Dave Meltzer, is to be believed, um, which of course it is because he works for AEW. People seem to forget that quite a lot when referring to him. Just him <laughs> like an independent guy. Um, what are your I thoughts? forgot about this, this part. Sorry, forgot about this part. Revival have turned down their multi-million dollar contract and refusing to re-sign with WWE. Well, that's obviously was always going to happen. Um, I'm going to put Luke Harper, sorry, Brody Lee to one side for now, um, because I'm going to be very excited when he appears, um, and then subsequently gets put into a faction to stand in the background while Chris Jericho talks, but <laughs> more importantly, Revival, where should they go? Well, there's only one place they will go. Yeah? EW. And where they should go, in my opinion, is England. <laughs> they should come to Progress. England? Yeah. I would love to see the Revival versus the Grizzled Young Veterans in a Progress ring. That would that would be a moneymaker. I mean, how that isn't already happening is beyond me. Um, WWE are leaving money on the table with that one. Um, but, no, I would love to see that. I would love to see them against Mustache Mountain. In fact, just take them to NXT UK already. Just put them there. Yeah, just put them there. <laughs> Yeah. Cut their cut the fucking offer by half and just say, "Here you go. Here's the NXT. Go back to NXT." You know, I bet they'd take that over. I bet they'd take that over Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Possibly would, but you never know. They may be just sick of the company and just want to leave. That wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, of course, NJPW. Um, yeah. would also be another place where they could potentially go. Yeah, um, yeah I would be incredibly fucking excited about that. Can you imagine the matches? I mean, which division would you put them in? Um, I will put them in the main tag team division. Okay, because there, is, there isn't really a main tag team division at the moment. There's the there's one tag team in there, and they became tag team champions again, and that's the Gorillas of Destiny. Of course. Um, Gorillas of Destiny. Um at a USA New Beginning show, um, I believe. That's right. They they won the titles. It is good to see them have the title now for the sixth time, I believe. Uh, that would be right. Yeah, sixth time. I mean, maybe maybe the concern here is that is that NJPW um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, for those of you not in the know, um, would have too many champions. Like, uh, like they have too many titles for the tag team divisions because they've got the Super Junior tag team titles, they've got the Trios Championship, and then they've also got the these two main titles. Do you, do you think that there are too many titles for them? Um, I mean, it does create two day events. <laughs> well, there's that, and there's also the weight clash issue as well. Um, because of course, I, I get it; it's a weight class kind of sport. Um. Or at least it's portrayed as a weight class weight class sport in in their style of presentation. Um, so I kind of get why they're doing it, but it just gets a bit. 
I don't know, you see a lot of teams kind of face the same teams, which is is the same everywhere else, but I would love to see I would love to see a bit more disparity. Um I'd love to see the revival go over there and just lay waste to um to someone like I'd love to see the revival versus someone from Suzuki Gun, perhaps. Um Okay. What would be your dream tag matches with the revival in in, in any faction in any um, wrestling organization. Um, obviously, the one that needs to happen at some point would be books because of the whole Twitter yeah. thing that happened like two years ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> so that's why I think they're going to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, who would be a good tag team? Um, Aussie Open would have been good if Dungzilla wasn't injured. Yeah, um, of Destiny would also be good. Uh, even Juice Robinson and David Finley would be good. Yeah, that um, we have a new form tag team of uh, Takahashi, uh, Tanahashi, and uh, Ibushi at the moment. That would, of course, uh, be fantastic. But I can see that turning into Ibushi beating the crap mm. out of Tanahashi. But yeah, mm. that'd be good. Um, who else? Who is lighting it up in the tag team world? Um, Dark Order would be another one. I wouldn't mind um, seeing that. That'd be I wouldn't mind seeing that. I'm I am warming to the Dark Order. Some of their work, um, some of their work recently has been very very good. I particularly enjoyed their promo this week on AEW Dynamite. Yes, <laughs> I can't for the life of me remember it, but I'm pretty sure that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, of course, if all of these names seem a little bit unfamiliar to you, if you've not um, really jumped in in regards to New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's always a good time to sign up to New Japan Pro Wrestling Gold. Um, we are not advertising them because we don't work for them, but we just both really enjoy the product. More interestingly, though, if you are in the US, according to the Wrestling Observer, communications have opened between New Japan Pro Wrestling and the Vice Media owned Viceland channel, um, which is a very interesting, um, a very interesting prospect to me. Um, how about how about you? What are your thoughts on this? Um, I suppose you can put out some really, really good documentaries about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, that's Vice exactly what I was thinking. That was my a really that good was, way of putting them together. So that's what's really excited me because, of course. Um, of course, the Dark Side of the Ring series, which aired um, six episodes in 2019 and is set to return in April, I believe. Um, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, they they do some of the best documentaries about wrestling. They get some of the best kind of commentary to, commentators on it. They take perspectives that WWE wouldn't necessarily um, take as well. So it's it's good to have a new voice in that medium. Um, but particularly, um, my favourite from season one um, was the mysteri- um, the last of the Von Erichs, which was just a fantastic retelling of the Von Erichs timeline and their influence on the business. And of course, the killing of Bruiser Brody was a nice condensed version of that Bruiser Brody story that aired um, on the High Spots Network um, a few years ago. But if you do want a comparison of some of their better work, the Montreal Screwjob episode it shows a great non-WWE perspective on um, what is effectively 
um, what is effectively a story that's been told a thousand times. Um, they managed to tell that story in a different way. Um, so I'm really looking forward to what they could do. Yeah, no, it's, I don't know what the, what the hell they would actually do a documentary on, but it would probably be quite interesting to see whatever it is. Yeah, um, uh, well, with their footage from New Japan Pro Wrestling, they could easily imagine a six-part series of hour-long documentaries which were told like um, like the Beyond the Mat, um, the Beyond the Ring series um, from WWE, where they take old footage and kind of repurpose it into documentaries. If you took that and used Dark Side of the Ring or, or that kind of the the kind of editing techniques that were used in that, you could te- retell the story of New Japan Pro Wrestling and their history. It'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It would be absolutely amazing. Um, any other news stories that you can think of at this time? Um, I mean, the only thing really comes to mind is Triple H and Shawn Michaels and who they enjoy most in NXT UK. Uh, yeah, Triple H has come out and said that he is particularly looking forward to a certain um, street fight, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, but... Um... What I was going to talk about is big on Dragonoff, like massively. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so I haven't, I haven't heard anything about this. Out. Yeah, no. I mean, it's only something I've read. I can't really take it with a pinch of salt. I mean, it's on a dirt sheet, but um, mm. it said that Triple H is really high on Dragonoff, and you can probably see a push happening this year for him. Um, Shawn Michaels is high on Devlin, and mm-hmm. wants him to take the Cruiserweight Championship across all brands and defend it. So, I was hoping for that, and I thought Shawn Michaels probably had a hand in Devlin um, because <sighs> the guy's a star, and Shawn Michaels is the kind of guy who would see that. Um, yeah, no, that's that's exciting news for Dragonoff, particularly. I'm I'm a big fan of Dragonoff, and I've noticed that he has been getting a lot of TV time, more than you'd usually expect from an NXT star. Um, at this stage in their career, because I mean, only only a year ago, people were still calling him Ilja Drogoff or whatever his name was. Um, but um, like, people were confusing his name and stuff like that, um, and didn't even know who he was really. But no, I think he's I think he's going to be massive. Um, he's definitely put on one of the best series I've ever seen with Karin Noir. Um, he's been fucking amazing. Um, in pretty much everything he's turned his hand to in the yeah, past two years. Pretty much. I am excited to see where they go with Dragonoff um, because they are. I, I've already got the feeling that they're pushing him to the moon, um, even putting him in a losing effort to Finn Balor two weeks ago. Um, doesn't even dampen my spirits at all. No, no, it was a great match, wasn't it? Mm. I think. Absolutely I, fantastic. I think the. Only other thing to mention, well, which one? The one with um, Cara Noir? Yeah, you I mean, can't like, be thinking about the Finn Balor one. <laughs> Not the Finn Balor one. The one with Cesaro no. was great as well. Yeah, Cesaro was a was an incredible match as well, um, and you know it really shows that they're going out on a limb with him. Um, the only other real news that needs to be talked about, I think, um, is of course Sting at Blood Money. Oh yeah. I mean, who's it going to face? Taker. Does anyone really care? Not anymore, no. They're both past no. it. They need both need to stop now. I, th- I think it could be Bill Goldberg, though. 
well, have a nice WCW main event. Yeah, um, I mean, Bill Goldberg turned upon SmackDown to announce who's next, um, and everybody's been saying Sting. I can't see Taker taking that trip again, um, especially considering that he's had to deal with the um, he's had to deal with the medical services in Saudi Arabia at this stage. So, um, you know, that probably pissed him off. <laughs> but yeah, I. I mean, we remember last year and all of the fuss that came and a lot of stars said that they wouldn't be going again. I can't see The Undertaker bothering. Um, he's he's made a lot of money in Saudi Arabia, um, but the amount of money they could throw at him in order to drag him there and have him face Sting and do that dream match thing, which won't really be a dream match. I'm still kind of edging towards Gold, Goldberg. Yeah, that'd be terrible. I mean, obviously Goldberg can't handle the heat over in Saudi Arabia and might drop something on his head and actually kill him. Goldberg could barely handle the heat in 1997, mate. Oh. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you get uh. here on Showing Light um, with Rich and Jay. We are, of course, available on Twitter. I am at not a time duke. Jay is at I am not a robot. Robot is spelt with two zeros. Um, zeros. And Yep, two zeros. And there is, of course, the JFabe at JFabe podcast um, that is available too. Um, there is anchor.fm forward slash JFabe if you want to keep track of us. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, pretty much, if it's JFabe, it's probably going to be us. So just, just, just keep an eye out for us. Um, do we feel like a, a little break? I think that is a very good idea. I think that's a very good idea as well. Um, we will be back almost immediately because I haven't recorded any new breaks in a long time. <laughs> Welcome back to Showlight. As me, Rich, and Jay, of course, we are into our second hour. It is, of course, time to catch up on what's been happening NXT and AEW also do a bit of house cleaning on stuff that we mentioned in the intro um, so let's quickly talk about Smackdown um, mostly because of Roman Reigns and the Usos versus King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode which happened in the main event it was a dog food match um, um, what a long and arduous feud that's trash <laughs> yeah, absolute fucking garbage. It did end with Cor- um, with Baron Corbin being hooked up um, to the ring post and covered in dog food. I think I think fans are going to stop buying those front row tickets if they're going to walk away reeking of dog food every time Reverend Reigns is in the ring. Um, it's not a good thing to be associated with a guy called the Big Dog. Um, WWE, are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Wind your fucking necks in. Oh, maybe they should make it a simple match. Don't be too harsh on them. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, well, that's the problem, isn't it? They'd make it a they'd make it a fucking um pay per view dog kennel match. <laughs> well, they would, wouldn't well, they? It's a dog food fight. <laughs> <laughs> Dog food fight, two thousand and twelve. Wow, what is going to happen? A dog food. <laughs> oh, Find out tonight. 
<laughs> Fuck me. Um, yeah, WWE needs to sort that out. Um, other than that, NXT um, put on um, a relatively good show um, over the last over last week, I believe. Um, you had Finn Balor versus Trent Seven. Um, Diana Peruzzo versus Shitsy Blackheart. Um, which Blackheart won, of course. Yeah, um, they're really high on her, aren't they? They're really putting her over. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she gave them some free pictures. Um, Balor, of <laughs> course, defeated Seven. Um, I, that's got legs, hasn't it? Uh, I can keep going on about that, can't I? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why well, not? <laughs> uh, Keith Lee, of course, um, he spoke about his first challenges, and then Dijakovic faced Damian Priest, um, which Dijakovic won. Um, fairly good match. Gave a B plus rating by Bleacher Report. Tommaso Ciampa um, talked about going for going for going for Goldie. Goldie, um, yeah, yeah. Which I'm very excited. Um, it's been a been a while. We've seen him. He's dicked around a bit. Really excited to see him go um, back for that title. Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, they're still going. Yeah. Kai lost. Tegan not smashing ahead with the brace. Mm-hmm. That's that. Candice the Ray got involved as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think the all... main thing yeah. coming out of it is Finn Balor's aggression against Trent Seven. This yeah. is the Finn Balor we need to see against Dragunov, and we didn't get that. It's like they're trying to make up for it. Mm. Yeah, they did. I mean, he did. From what I read, um, because of course I, I unfortunately am yet to see it. That's that's one of the things I'm going to be doing tonight when I, when I edit this show. Um, but um, he didn't even let Trent Seven get in the ring. Um, he caught him with a baseball slide and then just repeatedly snuck attack him, um, gave him an edge, um, got a coup de, coup de gras um, at the end. It's. I mean, seven seven is really good guy to be putting in this position at this stage. They've built him up to take this kind of beating and not lose much face. Um, really, quite something, isn't it? Um, just to see how they played these two, and I'm excited for where Finn Balor is going. What do you think the future is for Finn Balor um, at the moment? Because I mean, obviously, there's the there's his match at NXT Takeover. Portland, um, which is February the 16th, that is going to be um, possibly more focus of our show um, kind of in two weeks' time where we kind of talk about what we thought from it, but he will be facing Johnny Gargano. Yeah, no, obviously that should be the match of the night, but anything to go by Dragunov and Finn Balor will have to wait and see, but Mr. Takeover is in that match, so it should be a good one. Um, I do feel that Finn Balor will go over and move into the title scene after that match. It makes sense. Um, it's the right place for somebody like Finn Balor, um, and he's he's proven time and time again he is the king of the undercard championship. And what better undercard championship is there than the NXT title? Um, often being so good that it ends up being the main championship worth watching on WWE television Um, and Finn Balor could very much long term be the guy who puts a lot of eyes on NXT going into its second year as far as I'm concerned on USA Network 
Yeah, and Finn Balor can bring bring the um, NXT brand up again, even further than he did before. So Robert Stone um, and Chelsea Green, um, well, Chelsea Green with Robert Stone face Caden Carter. Um, it's yeah. all very odd with her. Shit. It's all very odd with Chelsea Green because she lost the match. Like she's like her character is that she's overconfident, um, and then she, it, that's her undoing, and she ends up being beaten by her opponents. I get that as a gimmick, but at the same time, if she's not displaying any qualities to be overconfident in, it's kind of it it kind of falls a bit flat, doesn't it? Um, it does, it does indeed. Um, but I mean, it could be the whole. Losing X amount of times and then having a massive winning streak leading to a title shot at some point. Mm. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, Dusty Rhodes' classic final was also fought um, on NXT. I am very much looking forward to this, but I can already see who the victors are going to be because I am reading a recap. So I am almost disappointing myself. Um, this was, of course, Grizzled Young Veterans versus the Broserweights. What were your thoughts on this match? Um, it, has it been worth the wait? Um, yeah. I mean, you have, again, progress Allium in a tag team match. I mean, what more could you want from that? No, of course. I mean, progress has gone from strength to strength within the last kind of five years, and these are two people who are these are two teams um, who are made up of people who have been instrumental in their success. Um, you're getting the best of Brit Ress right here, along with Matt Riddle, one of the um, one of the more interesting um, people to come out of the MMA circuit in a long time. Um, all together in one of the best tag team divisions on television at the moment. You could say is Brit Rest the future of WWE at this point? Um, I think so. I think so. I mean, that's a really interesting question. Um, I I can see Brit Rest being the future of wrestling for the five, ten years' time. I can see... I can see a very pure product at WrestleMania post Vince McMahon. Um, not that obviously I'm expecting him to be dead that soon. I have a feeling that he's going to be a bit like the Queen or Prince Charles in that he's going to live to 140 and still be planting trees. Um, you know, but yeah, I I think that when I think it'll take it'll take Triple H to really be running a lot of things. But I can see I can see these guys having a long. And beautiful future in WWE um, if they can hold out long enough for the generation above them to move on out. Definitely seems to be going that way, doesn't it? Really does. Um, of course, this all leads into um, Portland Takeover. We've already discussed Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano, which is an announced match. Other announced matches include Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. Um, I feel that this feud has kind of lost its lost some of its gusto at the moment because it's been such a long, long drive from the original snub at NXT War Games. Um, I almost feel I almost feel that they've taken too long to pull the trigger on all of this. Um, 
yeah, no, they, they definitely have. But they had to sell the injury for Tegan Knox. Mm. Um, and that's why it probably took so long for it to come out and smash her face in, basically. But Dakota Kai is using that entrance again, where you see her destroying Tegan Knox at War Games. So, and on the, um, we'll call it the Titan Tron. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So she's using that again, which is obviously great heel work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's, it, she's been really, um, she's been really good with this, with this persona, as it were, and I think it could be, could be one of the more exciting things to happen. Um, Triple H came out this week to say that he was incredibly excited about the entire thing, um, and really did spend some time bigging it up um, to various dirt sheets. Um, the victors of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, um, which we are spoiling for you now, um, the Broserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, will face the Undisputed Era's Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT Tag Team titles. This is a fairly regular affair with the winners of the Dusty Classic. Um, and do you think they could take it in this, at this point? Um, yeah, actually. I, I think it would yeah. be a good time for... Undisputed Era to uh, lose some more titles. <laughs> um, I w- well, I will be honest. Anybody who's purchased an Undisputed Era T-shirt now has that. Um, anyone who was going to purchase it has purchased it. The Broserweights are really, really merchandisable. Yeah, they're, they're a ton shit of fucking merchandise <clears throat> with those two, for sure. And you've you've got the you've got the styles that come with it as well. Um, the merchandise is in a very kind of pure style. The Broserweights is is kind of like one of those old kind of sports logos. It's just reeking of modern modern fashion, um, and I think that's a great that's a great kind of way for that to go. I definitely see them holding those tag team titles um, come the end of NXT Portland, um, Portland Takeover. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair for the NXT title, um, which they are now calling the NXT title rather than the NXT Women's title. Um, thoughts on both of those things? Um, so when people say NXT title, they think the men's division. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you say NXT title and then announce the the people who are in it, you know it's a women's match. So it's not really anything different. I mean, it puts everyone on the, on the level playing field. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like they could have gone two ways. They could have gone for NXT title for them both to be NXT title, or they could have alternatively gone for NXT men's title. Um, I personally would have preferred NXT men's title um, or men's division um, title or something like that because that's more distinct and more precise, but it also feels slightly more sports-like um, in presentation. But at least it's a step in the right direction overall um Rhea Ripley's clearly gonna walk away and walk into Wrestlemania with the title oh yeah definitely um do you think she's going to headline Wrestlemania with Charlotte Flair um if if she does go ahead and choose Rhea Ripley um no I don't think they will but it'll be high on the card yeah I think it'll be high on the card but they didn't mention headlining Wrestlemania this year whereas they did mention it at the Royal Rumble last year so there is that um Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa for the men's NXT title, or just the NXT title, if you would like. <laughs> this is Ciampa all over it at this stage, I feel. 
Um, yeah, no, this is the time where Undisputed lose the rest of their, their gold and they will stop at nothing to get it back. But I think they're going to be moved to Royal Smackdown, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And I think after NXT Portland, that's what's going to happen. So they can usher in a new faction, so they can bring in new faces into it and see what happens there. Mm, that's fair. Um, of course, I I think that that is the way that they're going to go. Um, I I don't know. I it just makes sense for them now to kind of move everyone on. Um, I think Bobby Fish is probably going to be the first person to fall. His series is with Kyle O'Reilly in Evolve Wrestling are the stuff of legends um, and a safe bet for WWE. Um, moving on to AEW, um, if you're happy to do so. Um, NXT. Uh, yeah. NXT walked away with 769,000 viewers um, on last week's episode. It was still beaten by AEW's um, sizable favour. Um, they have an undefeated streak at this stage in 2020. Um, this week, putting in 871,000 viewers. Um, interesting points in regards to this are that um, AEW Dynamite also has a presence on YouTube and their overall views on YouTube this week um, has been well over two and a half million views. The most viewed of that is, of course, who is the new number one contender. That got over a million views. Um, it seems that a lot of people are excited to see a new AEW champion um, as a result of all of that. What, what Are you excited to... Uh, are you kind of wondering who's going to be the new champion? Because we're seeing a lot of speculation in regards to this recently in the in the press. Well, it's, it's AEW. It's not going to be Moxley. Moxley isn't going to win. That's just not going to happen. It's too soon for Jericho to lose mm. the title as the first AEW champion. They have to establish that championship, and they still have to do that. Mm. I mean, yeah, I can I can agree with that. Jericho is Jericho's money, um, and I can see them getting all the way to all out if that's what they call it this year, all out two, um, or. All out, uh, yeah, all out to Electric Bugaloo. I can see them getting all the way there, um, and also keeping keeping Jericho fresh enough. Um, this week's AEW. What do you reckon? Do you reckon it's deserved? Um, AEW Dynamite. We are of course talking Wednesday, January the 29th episode. Um, in response, you know, in comparison to the NXT offering, yeah, it's just not as good, is it? It's just not. <sighs> it's on really par. Not. I mean, I enjoyed MJF on commentary during the Young Bucks um, versus the Butcher and the Blade, but I didn't particularly enjoy seeing the Butcher and the Blade. Um, I, I don't know why they're there. Um, I, I don't enjoy watching their matches. Um, it's just that simple. Um, Big Swole, Nyla Rose. <sighs> Thoughts on that? I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Um, um, I think they, they put on a really good match. It showed that Nyla Rose isn't indestructible and uh, Big yeah, could have taken fair. it that's fair um, but considering that Nyla Rose has already been defeated by a, by a 90 pound woman yeah um, there is that you know it's kind of hard to sell her as as indestructible at this time yeah true um, there's a running joke between me and you um, in regards to basically I say that um, I say that Roman Reigns has the I once said that Roman Reigns had the fifth 
best spear in the business and then every time i've seen a spear by anybody else i would usually then just say sixth best spear seventh yeah. best spear and yes. and of course jay jay remembers this i think we're up to number 19 now um sadly it's going to remain 19 because as correctly said by forbes.com this week nyla rose's rendition of the spear is a walking fucking abomination she is terrible at that and should never do it again <laughs> it's so fucking it's so fucking dangerous it's so badly positioned it oh um she needs work um i like nyla rose i like her a lot i i do not feel the same level of hope that i felt when she when i first saw her at the moment um and aw really needs to address that um cody versus kip um forgettable because i don't remember what happened um arn anderson inexplicably um was thrown out because, oh yeah. um <laughs> because, the referee. yeah arn anderson got thrown out for pushing the referee um to try and draw attention to the fact that kip sabian's partner um what's what's her name penelope ford Penelope Ford, his valet, was doing things like throwing shoes into the ring and the referee was ignoring it. If that's not sexism in action, I don't know what the fuck is. Um, Britt Baker, little Twitter with a heel promo. She seems to be wanting to start a feud with Jim Ross at the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah she you know Britt Baker, it's Adam Cole's girlfriend. Oh, yeah, shit, forgot about that. Yeah, that's who she is. Um, <laughs> yeah. The dentist. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> it was like that heel promo was much better than the one that was on the on the um, Jericho cruise. Mm. I mean, she proper tore into him. Mm. Like she, she. I mean, the right the own promo. She's obviously thought, well, he keeps fucking up. I'm gonna go out there and absolutely complete trash Jim Ross, and everyone loves Jim Ross. So that's just trying to get some heat. I think it's more to the point is um, one of the big problems that AEW has um, and what caused the interruption on the Jericho cruise was the fact that they're not allotting enough time for their people who are given mic time to actually go out and spend time on the mic because they're not accounting for the amount of time it takes them to walk down the ring and for the commentators to remind people who they fucking are. So you end up with situations like, for instance, the numerous times where um, embarrassingly the librarian um, the bloke one has been cut off um, has been cut off from um, building up heat before a match um, yeah I, I mean his his Nashville where his promo consisted of Nashville Tennessee home of Johnny Cash and oh okay you want me to stop talking Aubrey that was literally the entire fucking promo yep because yeah, yeah. they didn't take into account the amount of time it took to, so I I think that's probably why Brit why she she was um, why Adam Cole's girlfriend was interrupted, and that's also probably why um, she felt the need to address that, and it's the correct thing for her to do as a performer. Um, and AEW really need to fucking sort their timing out in regards to breaks. Um, the only person who's currently got it right is, um, you know, that little one. With the signs. All oh, right, yeah, Guevara. That's it, Sammy Guevara. Sorry, I completely forgot that he had a name. 
Um, I was just thinking of his abs. Um, SCU <laughs> faced Angelico and Jack Evans and beat them. Uh, match. Move I'm on. so tired of Jack Evans and Angelico. Um, they hold no interest for me apart from that time one of them jumped over the rope and brained himself on the ring. Um, Jack Evans. Yeah. Um, the only real interesting thing coming out of this is that it's rumoured that um, a certain fallen angel is currently being held in reserve in case AEW can't sign somebody big enough to be um, the leader of the Dark Order, um, which is interesting. He re- he was recently found to have a Dark Order mask inside his bag on an episode of Being the Elite, um, which if anybody watched Being the Elite who's watching this show, um, they would they would know. We don't participate in the show and watch being the elite because we don't have all fucking day to watch the young bucks piss around on youtube um private party and chris jericho no private party and darby allen faced um chris jericho and proud and powerful that's their name um wasn't bad i mean it it wasn't darby allen always maximizes his time when he's in the ring so Props to him. Yeah. Um, also, I'm quite pleased that Private Party have stopped squealing like girls. <laughs> like, that's one of the major things that a lot of people get turned off by, and I'm one of them. Um, like, it doesn't do anything for me. I find it quite ridiculous, and it takes away a lot of the drama of the match. I get that it's a gimmick, but it's a shit one. It is, yeah. No, completely agree. My friend Liam would think otherwise, but he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, of course, leads to um, AW Revolution, which is taking place um, on Saturday, February the 29th. That is one night after Blood Money, as far as I'm aware. Might be two nights. I don't know. Um, so, AW, there are predicted matches and then there are announced matches. The only two announced matches so far are Jericho Moxley for the AEW Championship. As you've already mentioned, you're not expecting Chris Jericho to win this. No, Moxley not to win this. Sorry? Chris Jericho is going to win. Yes, Chris Jericho not to yeah. drop the title. Sorry, was what oh, I Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, how do you think they're going to do that? Do you reckon they're going to do that clean? I don't think they're going to do that clean. Oh, no, Jack Hagar is going to get involved with that. Um, and that would lead to Jack Hagar's first match in AEW, probably against Moxley. Against Moxley, like a feud um, there, and a rivalry. That would make perfect sense to me, um, as we haven't yet seen Hagar in the ring. Um, Cody versus MJF. Um, next week, Cody, or sorry, tonight, if you're listening to this on day of release, um, which is the 5th of February, um, Cody will be whipped as the third stipulation, 10 public lashings, um, so that he can face MJF. Cody's going to win that, isn't he? Uh, yeah, there's no way around it, really. Um, he is the god of AEW. I don't see him losing, but it would be nice to put MJF over at this point. I think MJF doesn't need somebody to put him over, um, at least not in the eyes of Cody, because MJF is fucking money, um, which is fair. Um, other predictions there, um, Kip Sabian versus Joey Janela, don't really care. Um, Chris Statlander versus Awesome Kong. I quite like Chris Statlander. Um, I I don't know. I have an affinity for the sci-fi theme. I don't know how, but that's kind of a cool thing for me. Any thoughts on those two? <clears throat> Which two? Sorry. 
Chris Statlander or some Kong. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I see Chris Statlander taking that, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager is a prediction for AEW Revolution. I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on that. I think you're correct that it's going to be um, it's going to be the way round that you stated. Um, Kenny or Omega versus. Yeah. Um, it's rumoured that Kenny Omega will end up facing Adam Page. I've certainly got enough time to link into that feud, um, but I could see them kind of brushing it off with a match. Um, uh, kind of a high profile match with somebody from within the elite instead okay um, and probably doing a long kind of implosion storyline like the one in New Japan Pro Wrestling that they did a few years ago um, I could see something like that happening because um, it was so well told in Japan it would make sense to tell that story in front of to a recreate that story domestic that's happened before yeah um, <laughs> And of course, well, <laughs> they've done that on the same <laughs> show before with the whole Dark Order and um, Nightmare Collective thing. Oh yeah, um, that's true. And of course, the main of the women's championship match um, is expected to be Riho versus Nyla Rose. I've got a question to ask AEW, actually, after all the fuss they made. Are you ready for it? Yeah, let's do that. Where the fuck is Taz? Like, genuinely, they made such a fucking fuss about it. I mean, obviously, me and Taz have been known to have our differences recently. Um, he, he strangled me, stole my DNA, stole your DNA. Um, hasn't been in contact for like two weeks. So, I mean, I have a lot of things that I want to say to Taz. Um, but why isn't he on the product? Isn't he doing dark? Isn't that what he's doing? Oh, is he? I think so. I think it's been oh. signed to do Dark. I don't really, I don't really watch Dark, but well, anyway, if he if he ever wants to come, I have I have got some fucking words for him because we are without a where the fuck is Taz segment at the end of this show, and it really, really pisses me off. Oh, fuck! What's the where the fuck is Taz alarm? Um, Who the fuck's it going to be this time? All right, all right, right. She can do this. Okay, Taz. You were a dick last time. You shouldn't have strangled me. And, okay, yeah, I know what I'm going to say. Now, Taz, I'm glad you're cool. It's been a while since I spoke to you. We need to talk about your behaviour, young man. Stealing my DNA from my home without my permission. That's not cool. Jay also wasn't happy. Now I get that you had your reasons, which you expressed on your Twitter account, at TimeDukeTaz, to my Twitter account, at NotATimeDuke, and Jay's Twitter account, at IAmNotARobot, where the O's in Robot replaced with zeros, respectively. But next time, you need to ask. And another thing. You choked me out three weeks ago during the episode of Where the Fuck is Taz that accompanied our NXT UK Blackpool Takeover 2 pre-show, available at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe and it took ages to heal so i'm gonna say that if you do that again i'm, I'm gonna i'm Wait. gonna kick your ass here we go uh, right, your feet. who's that with here <laughs> 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 oh. Check out Rocky Balboa here. Check out Rocky Balboa here. Okay, okay, you're having a fun. Uh, shut the fuck up, Plumridge. It's me, Taz. Uh, who's that with you? Erich, just your real you. <laughs> he thinks you're hilarious. I should get one of these. I should oh, get we one should make you one, mate. It's me, Taz, from Behind the Rift. Fucking clones. What, Behind the Rift? What the hell? What the hell? Dude, 
are you all right? Yep, I'm all right. We all survived over here. Yeah, we're doing all right. Um, actually, yeah, there was something we kind of wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, yeah, um, something a little bit timey-wimey and stuff. Totally should have let me explain it. I would have explained it so much better. You, you shut up. You, you shut up. You shut up. Fuck you. Fuck you. Freaking dick. Whoa, 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 whoa. Taz, Taz, I've got, I've got to ask this. What what the hell's wrong with your voice? Rumble. Ship, ship, ship. Nothing's wrong with my voice. It's absolutely normal. Like it's always been. No, no, no. It definitely sounds a bit weird. Um, like. Like. Oh, guys, how long have you been behind the rift? Go on, say it. Go on, say it. No, say it. No, no, I'm not saying it. If you say it, I'll give you a cookie. Oh, for God's sake. You can't get the hell off my lord! <laughs> yeah, we've been here 16 years, mate. He's, um, yeah, Taz is 68 now. 60 fucking 8? How old was he when he went in? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. And care. I get a fucking cookie. I get a fucking cookie. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck your clone. Fucking rinse by a clone. Right, guys, I'm, I'm really, really, really glad to hear your voices. Um, young Taz is um, a little bit abrasive, I'm going to say. Um, and no one's really, we, we don't know anyone with really the TARDIS. What about Jesse? Jesse, Jesse had the retardish last time he was here. Um, um, yeah, mate, about that. Jesse, I know you were close and everything, but he's, um, he's... Absolutely fine, he went shopping for cigarettes and then just didn't come back? No, not quite that. Being on a bunch of wacky shenanigans that involve him getting a hot air balloon and flying it around the world in 80 days? Um, no, he's kind of... On vacation. Oh, I'm sure what my clone is trying to say is on vacation. Isn't that right, clone? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. that's right. That's yeah. Okay, that's much better. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's cool. It sounds like a long vacation, but no, that's that's good because if if anything happened to Jesse the Bad Ventura, then I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably just ram my fist up Rich's ass. Both the time juke version and the clone version, and then make them sing in a choir. A choir where they sung memorial songs to Jesse the Birdie Ventura because he was such a good friend, and the only reason he was ever in danger in the first place was because of the stupid fucking time juke and his stupid fucking son. I wonder what Rich and his clone would say to that. Um, you still, you got, still it? got it. So what's the plan anyway? What's 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 going on? Let's you know shenanigans aside. Wait, are you, are you recording a podcast? Oh, when is he not recording a podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh shit. Um, Jay. Hey. Hey, dude. Hey. Uh, freaking, you and your, your friends are the different instances of them. You just do always catch it up with each other. Fuck sake. Hey, Jay. Really think hey, you could go, you know. Okay, we've done that bit. Right. Now, <laughs> can we get on to the timey-wimey plan, please? Oh, wait. 
Wait, wait, wait. You haven't. Oh, it's where the fuck is Taz time, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. Where the fuck is Taz? I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, technically, that's that's what this is all all for. That's. I mean, I assume we pressed the where the fuck is Taz button. How the fuck did you know about the where the fuck is Taz button? Oh, Corey fucking Graves. Who else? Ew, that's oh, fucking gosh. Yeah, he oh, makes yeah, he no, makes really. like he makes yeah, like being yeah, human enough. Yeah, no, really, really sorry for that. Well, we coped. Where do we have time to play it anyway? Do we have time to play where the freak is Taz? Um, yeah, mate. Actually, yeah, we do. Um, I've got I've got a nice stable connection here, using some of the radiation from the wormhole, the the collapsed wormhole, using that to piggyback piggyback a nice subtle message. Um. Jacob won't see it. So oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Rich, hit my fucking music. Okay then, mate. Next voice you hear will be Jay. Hey. Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen this song in ages. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Come down, Taz. Where the fuck? Where the fuck is Jay? Where the fuck is Jay? Where where the fuck is this? 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 Where the fuck Where the fuck is the Where the fuck is Jay? Where the fuck is Jay? Where the fuck is Jay? Hey, hey Joe. Hey Joe, how you doing Joe? How you doing Joe? My name's not Joe, mate. It, yeah, it is. No, no, it's, it's always been Joe. It's always been Jay. What's that riff doing to you, mate? It's always Joe. What is going on? The, the riff fine. We're fine here. We're fine here. Doesn't even know his own name. So how's how's it going? How's it going, Joe? Jay's doing really well, thank you. Uh, Jay's there as well. Hey, Jay. Hey, how you doing, Jay? Oh yeah, great, mate. Yeah, doing really well, thanks. Excellent. I think you're a really cool guy now. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so I think I remember the rules to this game. Um, so as far as I remember, I tell you exactly where I am, and. Then you have to guess how I got there. Yeah, it's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, I've got to guess where you have been normally, but we'll go with that. Um, no, no, no. You are right, actually. No, you get three guesses. You get three guesses, and on this, after the second guess, then then there's a countdown, and then I give you another clue, the third clue, f- 15 seconds towards the end, and then if you guess correctly, then you get a wonderful reward. Yeah, no, that's it, that's it. Thank, thank you for reminding me, Jay, you're, you're, you're so good at that. No, no problem, Tad, okay. you don't worry about it. So, the first clue is that where we are is a pulsar Approximately seventeen thousand light years away from the constellation of Sirius. Excellent. <laughs> Next clue, please. <laughs> Okey dokey. So, 
according to NASA, the spin rate of this pulsar is almost seven times per second, and it is home, or was formerly home, to the hand of God Nebula. Now, if you want to tell me where the fuck is Tech, I will need the exact name of the pulsar star. I'm going to start the countdown now. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, so this is fucking astrology. Shit about this. Yeah, so throw me that third clue. It's a rapidly spinning neutron star which is spewing energy out into space around its created complex and intriguing structures. Where the fuck am I, Jay? I don't know where the fuck you are. Where are you, Taz? I'm at the postal star known as PSR B1509 slash 5A. I was always going to get that. Yep, it's it's strange that you would forget it. Yeah. It is very, yeah. very strange that you forget Thanks it. Thanks for that, Taz. Thanks for that question. So, That's a good question, Taz. Yeah, no. Um, she said that there was some kind of inherent danger of us being tracked. If I told you where we were, um, because there might be people listening, um, but no, I think that went really well. The only real thing that I can say is that J.H. PSR B1509-58, everybody. You're right, Taz. I do fucking hate it. <sighs> you make me sick. You make me absolutely sick. We but it friends. has been a pleasure speaking to you. Well, we are friends. We are friends. You're one of my best friends. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm super tight with Tandrick Rich at the moment, and I'm also super tight with Jesse the Body Ventura, who's totally fine, so I've been told. So, but you're like, you're like number three. Thanks. Yeah, I'll no, you're that. welcome, buddy. You, you, you are totally no welcome. So... Yeah, it's totally awesome. Three. And yeah, yeah. Totally cool. Really yeah. happy with that. Awesome, mate. Oh, uh, Taz. It looks like we're being tracked. Oh, shit. We're not going long now. Um, right. Guys. Guys. I want you to get in contact with my younger self. Okay? We're flying towards a rift at an alarming pace. We are going to fire two robot memory cores out of the rift. One's gonna head towards Jesse the Body Ventura. One is going to head towards his Body Shop Emporium. These should lead you to the Robot Body Shop Emporium. Now there's something very important there. Is it by any chance a glove? Oh, he's smart. Of course he's fucking smart. He came from me. Okay, Jeffrey Babble Bam Branch. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, there are two gloves outside the rift. When I first saw them, I didn't know what I was looking at. But then, when I saw you guys and Jacob using them during the Christmas special available at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I realized that all four of those pointed at the rift at exactly the same time will cause it to open once more and we could escape. When we escape, we might be able to find a way to save the rest of the universes that have been destroyed by the Jacob Fabian calamity. But that's way in the future. For now, we have to find a way to get out of the rift before we can help anybody. It's awful here. You couldn't possibly concentrate on anything because Jacob's just pumping TNA across all airwaves. 
Dixie Carter's TNA. Oh, that's awful. Oh, the humanity. Would you like to come and play? He's over the comm line. Quick, close the channel. Rich, Jay, I know I can trust you with this. Tell the boys I'll see them soon, Daddy. Switch it up! I'm so going to enjoy forcing them to watch Sting versus Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I can't. He's hijacked the channel. Adjust your flux capacitor! I'll see you at WrestleMania, boys. <laughs> um. Taz and Time Duke Rich, everybody? Yay! <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bit weird, is it? Nope. Um, nope. Um, I don't suppose you got Young Taz's phone number, have you? Um, uh, can't say that I do. Shit. Well, I'm sure we can find it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah, we'll be fine, we'll be fine, nothing to worry about. <laughs> it's be fine, um, nothing to worry about, yeah. go to WrestleMania, it's fine. <laughs> WrestleMania, no, one, no one's going to um, die. What are you for WrestleMania weekend, we're just going to get drunk, are we? Yeah, pretty much. Nice, looking forward <laughs> to that. Um, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it'll it'll stop the inherent agony that is doubtlessly going to occur. Coming everyone's um, way. As a result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> Jay, um, you will be with us next week, of course, um, on, well, next Wednesday. We're looking at Wednesday the 12th to be our next release date, of course. 7 o'clock in the morning um, is the usual kind of thing. Um we may slightly change a couple of things about the channel. Please keep um, please keep your ear to the ground in regards to that, guys. Um, in the meantime, we're going to be available at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe, um, in addition to the usual place on iTunes and similar. Jay, what's your, what's your Twitter, Jay? My Twitter is not a robot. Robot spelled with zeros. You say it so much faster than me. Um, I am, of course, at Not A Time Duke. And um, the younger version of Taz is available um, as well. Keep an eye out for him. He's in my follow list. Can't remember his Can't remember his Twitter account because he won't follow me. We can just tweet um, him. So. We don't phone him. We can just tweet him. Oh, yeah, we could totally just tweet him. We will be tweeting just him tweet at him. some point very soon. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um... <laughs> yeah other than that looking forward to another great week of wrestling we should probably do a bit of NJDPW recapping um, coming out of the new beginning series so we will be looking into that over the next week I think and plotting a bit more NJPW talk if you enjoy NJPW talk please be in contact we would like to know what types of content you guys like to hear so we are very very excited to speak to each and every one of you please continue to get in contact with us as you have all been doing so far jay anything else that we need to say moxie's a legend and taking his eye patch around the world yes he is he is on an eye patch <laughs> world tour at the moment and he is fighting with one eye um that is 
that is pretty fucking awesome. It's hard. It's hard to wrestle without depth perception, um, as we both know. Oh, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I completely forgot that one, but no, it's a, it's a good one. It's old school. Nothing but old school. Everyone likes old school. Moxie is old school. Just gonna this say is old quite an old school episode again. for us. Old school. Quite an old school yeah, episode for us as well. Yeah, yeah no, because we just kind of we just kind of threw it all together, and there you go. Um, awesome. There it is. Other than that, <laughs> anything else to say? Wherever you go, there you are. Well, I think you just said it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to fucking Mitch. What a legend. That guy is a legend. Look See you later, Mitch. guys. Bye. We got them through the rift. The robot calls are now in the proper universe. The universe where they can help the most. And each if they got there, I'm going to touch your glove. Taz, be careful, you know what it does to your head. I know, but I see what the old Taz sees. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Kern. It's great to be back. Did you get the DNA? Yep. We're ready to go. You are much more compliant than that bumbling fool from the future. Well, let's just say that my morals are a bit more flexible. And my allegiance is more questionable. If you know what I mean. I don't. But that doesn't really matter now. MJF. You're a robot specialist. Yes, sirree. I would love to help. That's good, because I don't know the first thing about robots. It's simple, you see. They all have this input point. All you need to do is take the DNA and slide it across the front. There's Jay's. No response from that one. Okay. Let's try this one. Riches. Am I right? Fuck. Am I at the rift? Welcome back to civilization. How you been holding up? Welcome, new property of the AEW Rebellion. You're now belonging to Mr. Khan. MJF. Lock up Taz. What? Until age 48. You said of a bitch you betrayed me. Khan will be in the retardus. That has the DNA he needs. It belongs to Jerry. Yes, sirree. I'll get right on that. What the hell? You grabbed me from behind. How is somebody so tiny, so strong? I need to get through a wormhole. Khan has him. Fuck. Well, let's hope Jesse got the other one. <laughs> you will be my best friend. 
You will be my best friend. <laughs> he comes. The seeker. Give me that stone. You will make it sing again. Yes. I've heard that this DNA will awaken it. The blood of the noon gods. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. <laughs> Old resurrection verses. It awakens. I am in a dream. <laughs> it talks. It sings. Now all the world can hear it sing. Jake Fate will fall. Jake Fate will fall. Jake Fate will fall. Jake Fate will fall.